0: Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 7 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, October 7th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The preliminary results from Teneke Springs Municipal Election are in. Two city council seats were up for grabs in the election on Tuesday night. Both were won by incumbents with little opposition. Jeffrey T. Collins snagged one seat with 33 votes, followed closely by Craig Mapes with 30 votes. With 27 absentee ballots and one question, the results will not be finalized until next Tuesday's Assembly meeting. Sitka reported four new coronavirus cases on Tuesday. According to the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services, in the last week, 13 people have tested positive for the virus. Twelve are Sitka residents. Since the start of the pandemic, Sitka has reported 1,132 COVID cases, 23 hospitalizations, and five deaths. At least two of the new cases this week are likely associated with the Sitka School District. As of Tuesday afternoon, the district was reporting five coronavirus cases who are currently isolating, up from three last week. The total includes three from Sitka High School, plus a new case from Kitgu Sheheen Elementary and one at Baranoff Elementary. 2020 will always be remembered as a pandemic year, but in Southeast Alaska, it also will be noted as the year that healthcare became the largest private sector wage provider in the region. Melanie Shavens is the director of Raincoast Data and the former director of the Southeast Conference. She prepares an annual report called Southeast by the Numbers. Shivans delivered the report to the Sitka Chamber of Commerce on Wednesday. And while much of the information, such as job loss in the visitor sector, was expected, this came as something of a surprise.
1: Healthcare um, in, in Southeast Alaska, especially in Sitka, has just been really dominant as, as being sort of the most critical, becoming the most critical part of our economy in 2020. It sort of became our economic leader.
0: Healthcare climbed past the seafood industry and tourism in 2020, but it wasn't just the fact that those sectors had poor years. Chivins says that the healthcare sector has been on a growth trend that has created a demand for workers and increased the wages being paid to them.
1: Even before the pandemic, we didn't have enough healthcare workers nationally. And so what you see in Southeast Alaska, in Alaska, and other places in the U.S. is this increase in... Um, in wages as we're trying to attract and retain healthcare workers when there's a lot of competition for a a um a too small of a resource. And so um we saw wages go up in 2020. What we're gonna see um with the pandemic as we have healthcare worker burnout across the nation is even a smaller resource that we're all going to be fighting for. So um, I expect to see wages to continue to go up in the healthcare sector.
0: Shiven's said that, that Southeast Alaska has had different private sector leaders over the years, with timber at the top of the list in the 1990s, seafood in the 2000s, and tourism after that. But throughout the decades, all these private sector industries have lagged behind local, state, and federal government, which remain the top employers in the region. Facebook and Instagram have been making headlines recently. Not all of the news is good, and a lot of people have begun to think that social media is for the birds. And maybe it is. At the Alaska Raptor Rehabilitation Center in Sitka, bird lovers are flocking to TikTok to catch up with some avian social media celebrities. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports.
1: So in Juneau, we are building...
2: I'm standing on the viewing platform outside of the Alaska Raptor Rehabilitation Center and perched below me is Volta, a bald eagle. That's their territorial
3: cackle. So when we came up here, it's pretty much him saying, that's my spot. Don't try to take it from me.
2: Richard Hart started volunteering with the Raptor Center 13 years ago, and now he works as their development specialist. The center has been around for over 40 years, treating more than 200 injured birds annually.
3: We started off in 1980, and it was actually just two gentlemen here in Sitka healing one bald eagle in their backyard. And over years and years of work, it's turned into what we have here today. And we are Alaska's only full-service avian hospital.
2: Hart says his job at the Raptor Center is kind of a catch-all, but a big part of it is outreach on social media. And they're on all the big platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, Twitter. A few years ago, Hart began looking into a social media platform that was booming in popularity around the world and was just about to catch on strongly in the U.S. TikTok, a video sharing app originally founded in China in 2016.
3: I read an article that was talking about how TikTok was getting close to a billion active users when it was still in India and China, and I had never heard of TikTok. So, of course, my reaction is, what social media site has almost a billion active users I've never heard of? So I downloaded TikTok for my own personal account and started sort of looking at it, and I quickly realized that within this landscape that there was a major... Um, piece missing and it's what we do and it's that educational interesting side and I found that there was that nice little footprint that we could just nicely fit into.
2: Hart posted the first video in March of 2019.
3: When we first started doing TikTok, it was when dance videos were still all of the craze. So because of that, it was a little bit off from what people are now doing, and it was a lot of videos of our birds doing things like doing a rouse with the shake it off sound um, or other things like that, where it was sort of still in that dance aspect, but being done with birds, and then using the little uh, parts at the bottom of the text to be able to give little factoids about those birds.
2: Hello, my name is Sheila Swanberg, and this here is spirit. Did you know that you have over seven thousand feathers on a bald eagle? Uh, we often get questions about from what treating injured hummingbirds in the ICU to releasing rehabilitated eagles. Hart shows the TikTok audience the work the Raptor Center does from every angle, and Hart says the app is making it possible to reach new audiences all over the world.
3: It's definitely a younger audience or people that really haven't been exposed to the world that we are in here at the Raptor Center, which is one of the really cool things because a lot of the times, some of the questions that we get asked on there are questions I've never been asked and are really great questions.
2: One of the most recent videos to make a big impression, a great horned owl named Clackers who isn't too happy about taking a trip to the bird doctor.
3: Uh, when Clackers first came in, we opened up the front cage to his kennel and he was in the back and he just went click, 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 click. And I happened to get a perfect little video of it. So as of yesterday, it was at 2.2 uh, million views
4: on it, hey, let me see it.
3: And it's just a noise that if you don't know about great horned owls or owls in general, I don't think that you would expect that noise to come from. We had a lot of people call him a Muppet and other things like that, just because it is a very adorable video.
2: Hart says the format, short videos, catchy music, is a pretty palatable package for educational content. It's not surprising that the Raptor Center's content dovetails with overall trends on TikTok and views are taking off.
3: Earlier today, we had a video of a sharpshin hawk that was released. And so I got to spend some time in the different comments explaining sharpshin hawks being accipiters versus budios, which are two different types of hawk species. So that's something that these people had never heard of before. And it's just fun to be able to have this cute little video that then turns into an educational lesson. It's it's kind of a surprise. I want them to not realize they're learning something.
2: Since opening the TikTok account in 2019, the Raptor Center has gained over 163,000 followers from all over the world, and Hart says since then, more avian rehabilitation centers have jumped on board, making TikTok more like Tick Squawk every day. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose.
0: A federal anti-discrimination agency has reached a $50,000 settlement with the company Costco hires to receive, to give out the free samples in its stores. The watchdog sued because the company refused to accommodate a Juno employee's request for extra bathroom breaks that she needed for a medical condition. As Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports, the company's treatment of its Alaska workforce will be monitored over the next two years.
4: The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission went to court more than two years ago based on a complaint from a woman that had been hired to work inside Juno's Costco in 2016. About a year after she was hired, Terry Baker had been told she could not use the bathroom except during her regular shift's two breaks. That's despite producing evidence she had a medical condition that could require a trip to the bathroom more often than twice over a six and a half hour period, says EEOC attorney Amos Blackman.
3: You know, we saw here an employee who, who really suffered unnecessarily who, and also just a larger issue of a type of policy This this refusal to accommodate additional bathroom breaks that had the likelihood of impacting any number of
4: workers. The 2019 lawsuit didn't directly involve Costco. The retail chain doesn't hire the people that offer the product samples in its aisles. They are employees of Club Demonstration Services, a subsidiary of a larger firm with global reach, which has tens of thousands of people on its payroll.
3: Club Demonstration Services has an older workforce than many companies. It employs many employees with physical disabilities and older workers. And that is great, right? But that doesn't give any employer the right to say, well, because we hired you in the first place and we can easily replace you,
4: we're not going to accommodate you. A settlement approved by a federal judge Tuesday puts the company under what's called a consent decree. Regional managers will have to be trained on the company's legal obligations under federal anti-discrimination laws that require reasonable accommodation for employees with underlying medical conditions. That includes the Americans with Disabilities Act. The consent decree also requires regular reporting to the EEOC,